Although the characters we discuss are fictional, the challenges people face every day are not. The information we provide in this podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only and should not be used in place of advice from a mental health or medical professional. If you are struggling with mental health issues, please seek professional help. Thanks for listening and welcome to the Jedi Council Podcast, where we explore mental health in your favorite fictional characters. All right, welcome back to the next episode of the Jedi Council Podcast. This is Brandon Saxton. And Katie Gordon. How are you doing today, Katie? I'm good. I'm really excited because we have two guests today that are from one of our favorite podcasts. If any of you read our end of the year favorite Jedi Council stuff uh, website post in 2017, you'll see that we listed naming it as one of our favorite podcasts. And today we're joined by the co-hosts of that podcast, Dr. Lamisha Hill and Dr. Bedford Palmer. So, hey. hi. Hey, all. <laughs> yeah, hi. hey, how are you guys doing today? Well, um, well, I'm well. How are you, Bedford? I'm okay. I'm I'm good. I'm uh, sitting <laughs> in a hotel room looking out on San Diego, La Jolla area. Oh, man, that oh. sounds so much better than our view here in Fargo. It's <laughs> yeah. cold and windy. It does. Well, naming it, I'll describe. I like how you all um, describe the show at the beginning, so I'm just going to read what you say. It's um, You describe naming it as where we discuss pop culture, current events, and how they relate to the way we live our lives, all through the lens of two black psychologists. Naming it is dedicated to acknowledging the elephant in the room and validating the lived experience of people of color. And so I wanted to know how naming it got started, and was that kind of the idea from the beginning, that, that you would talk about those major components? Uh, what do you think, Lamisha? You know, I want to let Bedford start because he was really the inspiration behind the podcast. And I just kind of, he asked me if I wanted to do something with him. And I don't know if I really knew what I was signing up for. So I'll let him start and I'll fill in some of the gaps. Well, I don't know if I knew what you were signing up for either. I think we, <laughs> we uh, it's, it's kind of interesting. It's funny uh, being on the other side of the interview where, like, you read the bio and all that stuff, and it's like, oh, we did, we do say that, huh? <laughs> um, I, I think so. For me, uh, as I was kind of coming up with the thought process around, you know, let's do, I'd like to do a podcast. Is um, one of my my mentors, he, he passed away in November, Dr. Joseph L. White. Uh, he wrote a article in 1968. Uh, it was the uh, the, it was towards a black psychology, and it basically outlined black psychology in Ebony Magazine. Um, and the reason he wrote it in Ebony Magazine was because you can write all kinds of stuff for journals. You know, we're all, you know, as a psychologist, you know, we're practitioners, but we're also academics and scholars. Uh, you can write into these journals and you can write to, to ourselves, basically, to our own community. Um, and none of it gets out to the public. You know, it's very, it has to go through some sort of op-ed process where people will cite it in some article and eventually a year later it'll come out to the public. And I was thinking that it would be the, I was listening to different podcasts. I liked uh, uh, Serial and the Denzel Washington is the greatest actor of all time period podcast with W. Kamau Bell and uh, Kevin Avery. And I had to say the whole thing because I love them, even though they've, they finished that. So I've, my heart hurts. Uh, 
And I realized that that was a, that this medium that we're on is a way for us to kind of write that, that magazine article from back then. And, uh, I was thinking that, you know, people don't really understand and recognize that psychologists are actually, uh, a lot of times on the forefront of multiculturalism and diversity, um, and social justice issues. And I thought that it would be very interesting to try to communicate that. And so I had that general idea. And then I talked to, to Lamisha and me and Lamisha met, um, through mutual mentors and stuff. And one of the things that always impressed me about Lamisha is that like when we talked about business stuff and getting things done, she was one of the only people who I would talk to about that. And she was like, yeah, let's go, you know? And so that's kind of what it was. It was like, Hey, you want to do this podcast? You know, I don't know exactly what it's going to be. Let's figure it out. And she's like, yeah, let's go. And we started to develop, you know, um, you know, this idea of what a social justice podcast would be. And even that intro, that was probably our first like really like business negotiated moment where we're like, what does this mean? What does it mean? Are we psychologists who are black or are we black psychologists? Like what, how do we say these things about ourselves and identify ourselves? Um, and uh, I think in our first episode, you can actually listen. It was almost like a clinic and like deciding what our brand was. Uh, so that that would be my my kind of side of the early piece, but I I still would like to hear, you know, what Lamisha thinks. Yeah, I would say, like, yeah, picking up from there, you know, I think the first episode and really some of the foundational episodes was really thinking through what are the concepts and the things that we're going to speak about. And at the time, there was a lot happening in the world, particularly around uh, police shootings and unarmed African-American men and uh, tensions around racism and, you know, the political season and the socio-cultural political climate was just really, um, and still is, you know, I think very wild. And that's the best way I could say it. You know, there's always something to talk about. There's always something going on. And so at first we were like thinking through like, well, what is our content really going to be? And as we incorporated a lot of those current events, some of the themes just kind of fell into place. And I think that it's probably um, one part a good thing and other part like an aspect of, I think, honoring in a lot of ways that speaking from our own lived experiences, Mm -hmm. um, being both black identified there, there are things that we speak to, I think, more formally. And when there's opportunities to pull in folks that have different identities and have different lived experience, we really do want to create space for other folks to be able to own the narratives in their lives as well. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, one of, that's one of the things I, I've really enjoyed about your show, among many aspects, is that you also interview people, too, and kind of get people, depending on the topic, that seem really relevant to that, but also the main idea that you're talking about, which is I think that the image of psychologists as doing individual work is kind of prevalent, and that's understandable. That's depicted a lot in fiction and movies and things like that, but mental health is obviously goes beyond what is this one individual doing and what can I work with them to do and is impacted by society as a whole. So to me, I think it means a lot to be able to point to People are saying psychologists can and really should do more um, beyond that. I think individual therapy is important, and you certainly tie in individual psychology. But at the same time, it's, I guess, at least the way that I think about it, is that it's hard to imagine a pure focus on individual therapy as sufficient when there are these larger causal effects at play. And so I like that you step back and look at those those broader things. And I, I think that's really a service for the profession and for the public to do that. 
Yeah, thank you, you know, I, I, yeah, thank you. Uh, I, I, I think it's um, one of the things that the public just doesn't understand is that psychology isn't just about being um, in the session with people, you know, and that it's not just about psychopathology. You know, we we study the human condition and we study it in a in in, in a way that's like deeply practical, in a, a way that other people just don't and. Um, there's a value in that that is being ignored. Uh, there's a market share in that that's being ignored. I don't understand why every um, chief diversity officer and every you know Fortune 500 doesn't have a counseling or a clinical psychologist on on pay, at least in an advisory role, because we understand what they're trying to do. You know, and the same difference for politicians, the same difference for police agencies for any kind of group it's like you're 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 working with people and you don't you don't go and look at people experts to get things done you you look for folks who have you know less understanding you know i mean you go to consultants who work in hr consultants who um you know have some sort of business uh acumen they they have business background but they don't necessarily they've never like devoted time to truly studying what's going on with the the human condition. Um, and uh, so that's kind of one of the reasons I think that it's important for, for not just, you know, naming it, but I mean like Jedi Council, the way that y'all do, like you show how, well, there's a way to understand uh, the science fiction and fantasy and, 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 uh, and, and uh, you know, comic book heroes, kind of how that works and, and, and how there's a psychology behind what they're doing. Um, and, and, I don't know. It's just um, I love the fact that like the field is starting to move into this space where we're talking directly to the public, and it's not just about you know call in and I'll help you with something. You know. I I totally agree. I like to see that too. I one of a psychologist who runs a podcast actually talked about wanting to have psychology everywhere. I'm thinking of Dr. Andrea Letamendi, and I I think that mm-hmm. that's a really good point. I mean, and and specifically. As you were talking about, I mean, one thing where this came up recently is with Starbucks' plan to do a diversity training training to shut down and do that, that I know there were social psychologists and other social scientists talking about, you know, get us involved in this. This is the stuff that we have expertise on. And so it does seem like making sure that people know the other things that psychologists can do and, and where we might be able to better help society is important. And for us too, I think the idea, the podcast seems like an easy way to reach people relative to other things because almost anyone can do it. Right. Yeah. I totally want to, I want to chime in because it's funny that Bedford, you mentioned chief diversity officers and also thinking about, you know, educating different communities, whether they're corporate spaces or um, institutions. And, you know, as an emerging professional, I think that I I play into that, I mirror that, that dynamic. Um, Finishing up my postdoc, I landed a job as the director of the Multicultural Resource Center, um, at, at University of California, San Francisco. And so my my direct boss is the Vice Chancellor of Diversity and Inclusion. And so in my role, I get to pull in all of the frameworks of psychology, but really uh, do that in a way where I support 
historically underrepresented students, uh, curate different education and training opportunities. And oftentimes I'm that, that source of consultation when there is something that happens in the environment where, you know, there's just a mismatch or something happened or said that was, you know, unfortunate and people are trying to really um, better understand how could they be more culturally humble um, as they do whatever aspect of their work that they, they might be doing, whether that's patient care or educating or servicing uh, the community. And so I, I think I get to see that and do that in my work every day. And it's such a wonderful fit. And I think NAMI is, again, one of those opportunities where, you know, we, we talk about and we do psychology in another way as counseling psychologists, but also broadening that scope that, no, it's not just one-on-one individual therapy. And, you know, we are not just speaking um, I think in that one-dimensional way that psychology is often interpreted, like, you know, in that very stereotypical way. Definitely. And and making more people aware of it is great, too, because it's kind of the two steps that you're doing that and then also to share it with people. And one of the, the other aspects, and then I'll let Brandon talk some, too, as you can tell, I'm very excited. Um, <laughs> the other aspect that it seems is very intentional is you know, of course, the name of your podcast is naming it. And when you talk, it seems like what you're saying is, is always well grounded, but you're not inhibiting yourself from giving kind of your opinions about things. And I'm just wondering what went into that decision, if it was kind of, um, you know, was it, were you thinking of it as a strategy or is that kind of just how you tend to communicate or uh, what was it that led you to make sure that you were kind of naming the elephant in the room and not tiptoeing around it well i think um it was it that was iterative we we definitely had uh conversations about how much we wanted to bring ourselves into it and how much we needed to be um i think the way that we framed it was like how prepared do we need to be to speak on something like were we going to be citing specific research studies or were we going to like kind of speak in colloquials and like what was the point really And I think that what we came down with was um, we wanted to be able to speak conceptually and we wanted to kind of have receipts and and be able to say, like, no, this is a theory and we can talk about the theory. But this isn't an APA paper. You know, it's not a Mm -hmm. it's not a peer reviewed publication and we're not getting the credit that you would get for that. So we don't need to to do that. Um, And so instead, where we wanted to focus was like on the idea of we can be a community resource. So. In in a certain way, the way that, you know, this really interesting dynamic that comes from the podcast where, you know, people are listening to us in their headphones and doing that while they're exercising or walking or or driving to to, to work. And it's like this really intimate experience. So it's more like we can be um, having a conversation that's more casual, but still informed and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's like right now I'm at the California Psychological Association conference. The conversations that me and Lamisha have um, could easily just as could just as easily be happening down at the bar um, over some drinks and just talking. And someone who's sitting next to us could listen to all this stuff and get basically an episode of naming it from a lot of the psychologists who are here. You know, and um, I think that that was at least for me. I, I feel like that's where I, I I like us to be. It's where people can feel like they're part of this conversation. Um, like we're their friends, and like we're 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 just some of their their friends who are going on a riff, and it's it's fun, and we can joke. It doesn't have to be fully serious, but we can talk about serious, important things. 
Yeah. And I think that we are allowing ourselves to be different and, and hold different opinions. I think that yeah. Efren and I align on, on many things. Um, but there's times in which we don't have direct alignment. And I think that's wonderful for our listeners to hear that, you know, we, we can hold different perspectives. And I think there's something, a, a wonderful and beautiful practice. And I would actually encourage this as like a training tool um, for other emerging professionals and even from like a you know, uh, psychology programs as well is there's something really powerful about um, having to be authentic in your voice, right? Yeah. And so the things that we say on the podcast, you know, we stand behind professionally and personally. And it's not like we are, you know, becoming a different identity or being incongruent. And I think there's something really um like uh, almost solidifying like from that personal where the personal and the professional merge in this really, really authentic way um, to be able to speak to things naturally um, to be able to think through things. It doesn't mean that we're, you know, we always say we're a thousand percent right. You know, there's times where we'll, we might say, Oh, you know, I thought about that a little bit more and, you know, maybe my perspective has changed or shifted a little bit, you know, and, and to be able to do that authentically and openly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, th- I think that, it's 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 one of those moments where like we'll we'll learn from each other as we're talking because we don't really practice we're not scripted uh so sometimes things come out and it surprises you you know and it's like whoa i didn't think about that before wait wait maybe we should go and re-record this because you're really really right so i need to like change what i'm saying here you know and it's it's fun i feel like you know you get a lot out of it. It's not just work. It's not just like something we come in and, oh, we got to get out of the way. It's like something I look forward to and something that I feel like informs my professional practice as well. Um, and it also helps, I mean, to be absolutely honest, you know, I do work and and, and see clients uh, in, in my own private practice, and it does help me to be able to speak to some of these issues in a more, you know, down-to-earth, nonchalant way that helps people, you know, like, that that builds the how can I put this? Um, in order to kind of build a more culturally competent practice and a more culturally humble practice, you have to expose yourself to ideas and be comfortable talking about those ideas um, and not just kind of stumble over them. Um, so that there has to be a way to practice that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I. That's really cool to hear that it helps with practice, too. I found in, in talking with Brandon, I, I always look forward to our podcasting recording sessions, and I, I feel that it's helped me with teaching, too, because we're often trying to think about things and communicate them in a different way. And in your podcast, I think this definitely comes out as uh, you're very funny, especially the opening segment, both of you. I'm often laughing loudly even if I'm in a room with other people and have headphones on and they find that weird um but I also but then also you can hear how you feel about things too that it's not this kind of like um I don't know there's something I think that's helpful to hearing people talking about issues that are of concern and you can hear that they're concerned so you don't feel like you're the only one sitting there concerned so that's where it does feel like you're listening in on a conversation at least for me one thing that I want to also comment on too, I really like this idea of of developing authenticity and having this conversation with listeners as part of developing a podcast, and that's something I know I've really enjoyed. Um, that was kind of unexpected for me because I kind of assumed when we started this that we would just record these things and someone somewhere would listen to them and that would be the end of it. But it actually does turn into a pretty interesting dialogue and I've really liked that. And I'm curious, just in in developing your podcast and putting out these episodes. 
what kind of dialogue or feedback have you really had with listeners? Um, anything that maybe surprised you or that was unexpected or just what's that experience like for you? Hmm. Feedback. So, you know, I think that we're, I tend to be a little bit of bias towards the feedback. I think that sometimes, you know, it's taken the positive and filter out some of the criticism. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I think early on we were li- really looking for feedback around the structure as we were trying to nail down the structure, like how much time do we spend in every segment, um, how much time will the overall show be, um, how do we do these transitions, can people follow us? Um, so oftentimes some of the feedback, you know, was a little bit structural. In terms of content, I'm going to pass that to Bedford because I don't know how much feedback we really get on, like, the content or, or for our listeners engaging with us and asking other questions. Well, uh, you know, I, we get – it comes in spurts. You know, mostly it's just positive, like, yeah, we're happy that someone's talking about this, you know, and that's, that really feels great. Um, when we are doing the structural stuff, we would get – it was very interesting because – they're, one of the things that people are most, um, I don't know, like there, there's, 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 there's the most uh, dichotomous idea sets around, right, is they're most split on is uh, how long we should do our intro. Like we get feedback from some people, like Kate was saying, like uh, that, uh, that it's really funny and y'all, you know, it's, 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 it's cool to hear the banter. Mm-hmm. And some people are like, skip that whole thing. All we want to hear is what's going on. I don't know why you're messing around. Like, be serious, you know. And so it, it's it's. Um, I think we like went with what we were because we were already doing it and we liked doing it. And then people would also really kind of like the banter and stuff. So we we kept that. But um, you know, people have different kind of ideas about how a podcast is supposed to go. Some folks think that you should be done in 20 minutes, however long their workout is. That's how long it should go, you know, <laughs> and then other folks are like, yo, if you don't do two hours, then you're not real, you know, and so sure. we're, we, we kind of split the middle with that. Um, I would probably terms... go into like a diabetic coma or something if we had to <laughs> record for two hours. I would be on the ground. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, it's, it's but I, I think like some of the, the, we've had some people who've really been, I mean, we've had some episodes that have been shaped by people's feedback where they're just like, why didn't you do this? And it's like, you're right. Why didn't we do that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we kind of go back and, and we'll, we'll bring that up or we'll have like, I, we're still waiting. We, we need to like, there's a, some folks who contacted us a while ago who I think I was messing around and talking smack about Lamisha camping. And uh, some of our listeners took, yeah. took a front to that. And they were like, no, black people camping is a thing, and you need to, like, respect it. And, and here are some experts who are willing to come on the show. And we're like, dang, I'm sorry. I was just <laughs> talking smack. I thought it was funny, you know. So sure. We, uh, but, you know, that I think that we try to be responsive, and um, I think we do take seriously the idea that we're, we want to be grassroots. And if the community is asking something or if there's something that, that, that needs to be spoken about, we'd rather go with that than whatever's just on our mind, you know. Yeah, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. And for what it's worth, we've had similar types of structural feedback where some people want it longer, some people want it shorter, some people don't want us to hear our, I don't think they called it rambling, but that's how I interpreted it at the beginning, and they want yeah. us to get right to the point. So it's interesting that it's 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 um, kind of like people have preferences suited to what they want, and they can be variable depending on who yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. 
One thing that was uh, really, I think, a helpful piece of feedback that we got from multiple sources was um, people liked when we were in conflict. Uh, they didn't like it when we disagreed with each other. And I think that in some of the earlier episodes, we made pains to agree with each other, even to maybe to the point of being a little bit inauthentic. Um, and since we've taken that feedback and we just allow ourselves to kind of come from different spaces, it feels, at least for me, I don't know how it is for you, Lamisha, but it feels better for me to be able to be like, yeah, I don't, we don't have to agree on stuff. Um, we're both coming from the same kind of heart space, you know, and that speaks to the, the reality of what social justice work is. You know, it doesn't, we're not all going to be clones of each other. We're not all going to see the solution as one way but we can all sit down and talk and look for better ways, you know? So that was kind of cool feedback we got. That was really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. So I just got kind of continuing to talk about the podcast and, and I think it's really interesting to kind of hear about how you've incorporated this advice and how your podcast has kind of evolved, evolved and changed over time. But I'm curious, what do you have in mind for the future of naming it? Any uh, distinct plans or, or anything like that coming up? That's a good question. I don't know if we've done planning for the next <laughs> sure. year. I think we, that's uh that'll be that'll get on our action item list. But uh, Bedford, do you have any ideas about where you want to where you want to see the podcast go or grow? I have a couple what? thoughts. Since I'm talking yeah, about. Me, what are your thoughts? Like, I think that thought? there are there are communities and identities that you know we can tap into a little bit more and allow for conversations for those spaces. Um, you know, if I think about one of the things that is that was relevant uh, when we recorded it almost a year ago and continues to be relevant now is the special guest episode that we did on DACA um, with uh, Dr. Herman uh, Cadenas and Dr. Diana Pena. And that continues to sort of be this ongoing issue, I think, again, socioculturally and people really wanting to understand, you know, what are some of the sort of like just policy pieces around what is DACA to really understand that. And then also for many of our listeners who are educators, like, you know, what can they do um, to be social justice advocates, to be supportive? Um, so I think I think holding spaces for other um, historically underrepresented communities on the podcast is something that I would like to do more formally and thinking about, you know, trans people of color and um, just other communities that in identities that we don't necessarily hold. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny because you bring that up. Um, I was just sitting through uh, a uh, talk over here at the the conference that was done by uh, Dr. Um, Esmeralda Zumandio um, and uh, Elizabeth Hernandez, and it's it's one that uh, Diana Lepe- Diana Pena um, is actually on, but she wasn't here for. It. And I was just talking to them about like doing a follow up. So like we're right in, in sync because um, they they have this whole process uh, that they've come together on in, in terms of informing and training folks on how to work with undocumented uh, uh, students. And so it would be cool to kind of follow that up. Um, and I'm totally I, I totally agree with uh, what Lamisha is saying. Like I think that it's some of our I, I think most useful episodes have been where we opened it up and just gave someone else a voice. Like we had the episode uh, on uh, Puerto Rico, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've had, we recently had a, a real talk with uh, Dr. Mel Lewis and um, she was talking about uh, 
feminist identity and black feminism and like uh, intersectionality around queer identity. And, you know, it's, I think that that is a space that, you know, we can, we can amplify and um, uh, yeah. So yeah, it's just cool. I'm, I'm actually happy that you said that because um, that means we're in, in sync as normal. One of the, you mentioned your most um, recent Real Talk episodes. One of the things that I liked about that is that um, your guest talked about how she takes care of her own mental health and balances that out. And one of the the um, podcast network that we're on, Geek Therapy, the premise is kind of using geeky activities and hobbies to, I guess, and how they're connected to mental health, either to communicate therapeutic ideas or just as activities that are kind of healthy for people. And so I was wondering what kind of geeky or cool, they don't have to be nerdy like us, um, um, kind of things that you do to kind of take care of yourselves and your own mental health while you're doing this important social justice work. What kind of geeky stuff do you do? <laughs> I wouldn't say that it's geeky, but I have I uh, identify as a DIYer, and um, my ongoing but re- newly reemerged DIY obsession is nail art. And so I just bought a, a whole new system of of nail paint and gel nails, and that, I paint my nails. <laughs> it's like. I don't know. I think that that is my self care. I do my nails. I think anything can be geeky if you love it enough. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds so. It sounds like you're really into that. So I think that sounds cool. Um, for me, I'm I'm just a big geek. Y'all know that. I mean, I was. I, <laughs> yes. I love I love your show because I'm just like, oh, the name is Jedi Council. It must be wonderful, you know. Um, <laughs> I I think um, you know I I like science fiction and anime and I like uh, what I've been up to lately. Something that's uh, essentially taking up way too much time is Audible. Um, and oh. if there are any executives from Audible, I will be a spokesperson because I've spent quite a few ducats in and and those uh, what do they call them? The little credits that they give you um, on these Audible books, and I'm just like constantly listening to fantasy and sci-fi and um, and uh, zombie fiction you know and it's just like the background of my life right now it's like audible books um it's just it's just fun yeah so maybe audible will give uh, both shows a credit for that hopefully please I, do audible <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to start redeeming some of those myself <laughs> uh so initially when we had gotten in touch with you guys about having you on we talked about talking about Black Panther specifically, but we really want to talk about your show and the important work that you're doing. But you'll have to forgive us. While you're here, we do have to ask you about Black Panther. Um, you had an absolutely outstanding episode on it. We're going to link to that, and we probably have already shared it, but we will again. Um, but we want to just kind of get your thoughts. What do you think about the movie? Uh, what kind of impact might it have had or has it had already? And maybe favorite characters and why, or just any overall thoughts I'd be really curious to hear. Um. I think it was the best movie that ever came out. What's, you know, no, um, it's, I, I think it's a really important movie, um, because what it showed is that you can have a story about black people in a context of black people with people who are black directing, writing and, and, and acting in it. 
and it can be not only successful but literally the most successful movie um, in the Marvel and superhero category, I think, at this point. Um, and if you're going to, I mean, like, I know it might be behind a couple, but the ones it's behind are like 10 years old. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, if it makes two more dollars, it'll be in two months better, you know, more, more lucrative than these, like, uh, these, like, hugely popular longstanding titles. Um, but I also think it's an interesting thing that you can see, um, how immediately, um, people started to either try to downgrade it. Um, so this is why it shouldn't get Oscars. You know, this is why it shouldn't sweep everything, even though by any kind of standard, it's just literally the most successful movie that's going to come out this decade, probably. Um, and then you also have uh, these weird kind of let's use it to like, you know, let's turn Avengers Infinity War into uh, Black Panther 1.5 based on the, the, you know, the the promos for it, but mm. they won't show, for instance, I saw an article about how um, the Avengers t-shirts don't have Black Panther on it at Walmart because Walmart didn't want to have, you know, apparently didn't think that that t-shirt would sell with a black main character. You know, so it's really, you know, all this stuff is, it's, it's very interesting how it, it kind of brings out a lot of different things. Yeah, overall, I felt like the movie clearly did, it was... I think the relevance of it and the way in which it created so much unity, I think showed that it was so deeply needed. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to find something that was a space where so many people could connect around, um, particularly, you know, for folks um, of African descent, but also broadly building community in a way for people to have an insight into what some aspects of black culture and black identity look like. Um, and I don't think that representation is always there in the world. So I think that, I think it's just really cool that people, people collectively have something to like get behind and something that creates a nice cord and a, and a thread between us even, even more clearly. So uh, hashtag Wakanda forever. Uh, mm-hmm. There is WakandaCon in Chicago this summer. If y'all are interested in going. I really want to go to that. Yeah, that, that I might actually cosplay if I get to go to that. You, you should go. You dress up as. <laughs> oh well, you know, I wish I could like pull off a T'Challa, but um, my forty-year-old body is not uh, put together like an actor, so I think I might have to to go with uh maybe the 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 oh man, I'm I'm missing I'm messing up the names, uh the guy the the king of the the. The gorilla folk. Uh, what's his name? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. But the one I also... who made the vegetarian joke. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, him, or possibly, if I'm being really realistic, um, T'Challa's uncle who got killed. Uh huh. <laughs> sure. Nice draping, you know. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's cool. Yeah, It'll yeah. Be very comfortable too. There you go. Flowing, flowing, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, exactly. <laughs> can I can I throw some one one thing out there that I, I think is really um, important about what they did with Black Panther? Please. Um, I I one thing that I don't know if it's being spoken to enough is that because um, we talk about whether it's authentically African and all that other stuff, uh, it's not authentically African. It has African influences in it. Um, but it's, you know, Black Panther was created by two Jewish guys, um, but then it was 
for it was it was molded by the black community in the United States by African Americans. So in 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 a way, the idea of Wakanda and the idea of the Black Panther is a fantasy world that is uniquely African American. Um, and it's as and what they were able to do is they were able to realize a fantasy world that was just as intricate and just as engaging. Um, and I think we'll have just as much staying power as the fantasies, the fantasy worlds that kind of came out of, you know, European traditions like the Tolkien tradition and stuff like that. Uh Um, like there's so many stories that can be told based on the world that they, they built there. Um, just having the fact that you have this microcosm of these five nations, um, or four nations within like this, 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 this one region that is like cut off and different and, what can you do with storytelling around that? What could you do around talking about power dynamics? I mean, if you read, if you read uh, the the recent Black Panther comics uh, with uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates as the writer, I mean, they go into like a whole. Uh, uh, they 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 talk about you know ancestors and and different planes of existence and like the the idea that there's different gods that have different meanings and whole other pantheons that are just as interesting if not more than like the stuff that you come out of like the roman tradition and the greek tradition um because these are actual true like they're they're pulling from the true traditions the same way that hercules isn't like a historical you know or the the iliad and the odyssey aren't real historical records um they're 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 novelizations you know they're epics we can do epics out of um, African contextual understandings, and this is the first one that's been popularized. But there's still there's so much source material out there, and I'm just super excited about being able to live, to to take my my fantasy world into a space that's reflective of me, and that makes me beautiful. You know, because if you talk about Tolkien and the elves and all that stuff, that's about making you know Anglo-Saxon white people feel good about themselves. You know, like elves look like them. They're blonde hair. They're blue eyed. They're the the best way that white folks can be. Well, mm-hmm. Black Panther is the best way that black folks can be, and that that that's something special. That's something different. So I think like more talk needs to be had about that, and more thoughts need to be thought about how can we build into this environment, even if it's off shots. It doesn't have to be Tolkien. It can just be about fantasy, right? So it doesn't have to be Black Panther. It can just be like Afrofuturism and built into it, you know. And I've been actually like uh, reading more yeah. Afrofuturist art uh, authors uh, like Nettie Okoafor, you know, like that. You read one of one of her pieces. I mean, that's a whole nother idea set of what what it means to exist uh, coming from this um, African woman. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's just opened a lot of spaces, and I, I'm yeah, I'm very moved by the whole deal. Yeah, th- thank you for sharing that. Well, Misha, did you have anything else you want to add about Black Panther too? No, I think Bedford covered a lot of it. I, yeah, and I was just I was just nodding about the the Afro futurism piece and how that will be. I think the next wave coming through. It's been around, um, but I think being more prominent. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I have a big mouth. I probably took up too much time. Oh no no I I I think it's very interesting. Just just say yes. Just say it. <laughs> See, I'm um... gonna let you go. You talking smack now? <laughs> I wasn't gonna mention the fact that you nodding isn't gonna help people on a on a podcast. <laughs> that you agree. Some classing naming it banter here. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
which I like. I'm yes. I'm on the pro banter side. Um, no, I I appreciate what I I've enjoyed. I'm behind, but I've been reading Tanahasi Coates Black Panther series too, and what I've liked is that they have had, which I also am behind on that too, but um, spinoffs from that that have been really interesting too, and so it's exciting to to see that, and I think um, I don't. And I also have some things to look up after hearing what you said, too, and, and look into. So I'm excited about that. Um, thank you so much for your time. Is there anything else we should talk about while we have you on? Uh, when are you going to come on naming it? <laughs> you name it, we'll be there. Yeah. I didn't mean to repeat the name of the podcast <laughs> there. <laughs> well, we'll look forward to having you on. I think that you can dig into some upcoming themes. Yeah, I think that would be great. Yeah, it would be an absolute honor. I, I'm looking forward to it already. Uh-huh. It's our crossover. Yeah, it's the the most ambitious crossover event in podcast history. <laughs> I mean, one one might say it's the Infinity Wars of podcasts. <laughs> exactly. I think that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, that sounds great. Thank you both so much for being on. I know that I've really appreciated it, and I'm absolutely sure our, our listeners will absolutely love to hear from both of you. Um, it, it's been a pleasure. It has. Where can they find naming it, other than in our show notes? <laughs> so you can well, find naming it uh, at namingitpodcast dot com. You can also listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you might listen to podcasts. We are hosted on Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Nice. We're we're actually part of a new app called Spreaker. Uh, Blog Talk Radio and Spreaker have merged, and so the Spreaker app is kind of our new app home. Uh, but we haven't, you know, that it's very new, but it's kind of cool. It's a uh, so if you're on Amazon, you know, if you're on if you're on Apple, then you're you're gonna do podcasts, you know. But if you're using a uh, an Android phone, then then Spreaker is actually a pretty cool app. So check it out. Awesome. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon on your show. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. yeah, take good care. Enjoy the week. Thank you for listening to the Jedi Council Podcast, a member of the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. You can find more information about our podcast or blog at www.jedi-council.com. If you would like to support the Jedi Council Podcast, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Jedi Council. The views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of our employers. Additionally, this podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only and should not be used in place of advice from a mental health or medical professional. If you're struggling with mental health issues, please seek professional help.